Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foulball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you're doing well. I'm doing phenomenally. Thank you very much. How's it going? This is, of course, the MFR podcast number 10. 10, we are in double digits. Uh, and while that is something to celebrate, and, and by all means, I'll give you a second to applause. Okay, thank you. Uh, I am a day late. I'm sorry. I... From the bottom of my heart, I apologize to those who were anticipating a new MF for this Wednesday and they didn't get it. And I'm sorry. I am truly sorry. And I take responsibility and I vow to never make that mistake again as long as I can control it. Uh, I'm truly sorry. I didn't mean to do it. It just sort of happened. Everything sort of stacked up and so on and so forth. I didn't do it. Um... Yeah, it's been kind of a wild time over here in Austin, Texas. It's been sort of a, a bumpy road the past few days, past few weeks. Um, I had to pick up a bunch of shifts at work, uh, and that was really crowding my schedule. And then I've been sleeping like garbage, and oh, oh, it's it's been so much. I could barely take it. I could barely stand it. It's bananas around here. Who could who could keep up? Not me. Not me. Um, but yes, I am back. I am back. I'm here. Uh, and we are, you know, doing the MFR, man. Doing the MFR. I'm well. Otherwise, um, I'm experimenting with sobriety. Eesh. That's uh, been an interesting one. I think I have a drinking problem, everybody. I think I genuinely have a drinking problem. Hate to admit it, but I think it's true. I think it's just been uh, stacking up. There's been evidence indication certain things mostly a lack of productivity you know just a lack of taking life by the horns and dominating it but there's other things i went to the to the uh, dentist recently you guys have heard about my dental adventures i actually have to get the uh, cavities done on friday as well as a temporary crown then more surgery and eventually they're pulling my wisdom teeth not awesome but it is what it is you got to go through these things in life sometimes but when I went, my blood pressure was high. And I was like, shit. I exercise quite a bit. I try to go every day. It doesn't always work out like that, but it's several times a week at least. You know, when I push myself, I'm in pretty good shape. If I'm 37, I'm in pretty good shape, my blood pressure's high, there's something wrong. And it's most likely alcohol abuse and the vaping. And I had to face that fact honestly. I had to look at... Uh, what's it called? Medical results, medical measurements, and conclude that shit, something's going wrong. So that combined with, I don't know, just a number of factors, really just a lack of being able to control my life, you know? Just a lack of having everything, like, as much being in control as I want, you know? It, 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 you, when you drink, Things are not as organized, you know? Sometimes it's like, uh, yeah, all right, I get out of work. I'm going to go home. I'll do my laundry, this, that, and the other. And then someone's like, hey, do you want to go grab a beer, you know, after work? And you say, all right, I guess I will. Well, that turns into you closing down the bar. And then you go home and maybe you have a few more and then you just pass out. And it's like that nothing got done. There was nothing planned. And then you're scrambling the next day to keep your life together. And uh, I don't know. I am sick of it, quite frankly. I'm sick of uh, just, you know, just things not being sharp, me not being on top of things. Also, I'm sick of having tits. 
which is always a thing when you drink too much, at least my body. When I collect fat, I collect it in my tits and my gut. It's not a good look for a man. It's not a good look. It makes you look soft, makes you look weak. I don't want to look soft or weak. Not at all. And uh, I read, too, that like if you drink a lot, it ups your estrogen, and that contributes to your titty growth, titty meat. Um, also, I noticed this thing, too, with my skin, that like injuries take a long time to heal. I was like, what the hell is going on with that? I looked that up, also a symptom of drinking too much. So basically, I have enough quantifiable evidence to uh, conclude it's time. It's time to make a significant change. And uh, I'm on day three of being sober. Um, I drank a little bit on Sunday, not much, but that doesn't count. And then yesterday, uh, or uh, Monday, totally sober. Tuesday, one drink before bed. But it's, for me, I consider that being sober. And now it's Wednesday, and I haven't had a single drink. So moving forward, you know, progress. I'll keep you updated on it. I think I might have to change Friday night shows to the MF or Mocktail Lounge, though, if I'm going to be sober, like a pussy. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I'm an alcoholic, though. I mean, I, I do the math. You know, I want to I want to be honest with myself. I want to make truthful assessments and not, you know, lie or allow my ego to mock cover things up. Um, I think it's really just more about much more moderation, you know, drinking once in a while, once a, a week, once a month, you know, not making it a daily occurrence. In my life, it's been a daily occurrence. I don't even, I don't even think about it. I don't even think about it. It's just normal, just normal. And so at the very least, I'm going to significantly reduce um, my in, my intake of alcohol. So I'll keep you updated. Hopefully, I'll have lots of huge success stories with which to regale you uh, as I, you know, set a deadlift record here in, this, in the city of Austin. Nah, I don't, I'm not that strong. I'm just kidding. Just using this as an example. Okay, hold on a second. The Luke uh, Flea drama does continue, sadly. Um, I had him out recently, just a little bit here and there, because this cat, listen, he looks all sweet and adorable on camera. Let me tell you, this fluff ball, when he wants something, he wants it, and he whines quite a bit, and he's very mewy, and he'll mew by the back door, and it's loud, and it's whiny, and it doesn't stop. And so, you know, in an effort for balance, I'm like, okay, I'll let him out just a little bit once in a while because he likes to run around out there you know and then the other day was it sunday night um doing the culture crime fighters with vidge and i see a fucking flea on him see a fucking flea so i locked that down no more going out and i've been spraying again and cleaning everything again and then i get that paranoia back right i start to every little thing is that a flea is that a flea on me it's come back Oh, it's not a great way to live. Not a great way to live. But uh, but I'll, I'll, hopefully it's not another infestation because I will burn this building down. Okay, I won't build, burn the building down, but <clears throat> I, I, I can't go through that again. I can't. Cannot. So uh, let's call it a flea scare for now because he hasn't been scratching. I haven't seen him when I dig through his flesh. I don't see any on him, which is good. But it's been stressing me out. It's been stressing me out, giving me, giving me more anxiety. I don't know. I've been trying to meditate more. I've been trying to be, like, genuinely a fully healthy person. Like, trying to meditate twice a day if I can. Journaling, uh, which is, like, a big part of stoicism, apparently. 
And I've been okay with it, but, you know, not as close as I'd like. It doesn't take much effort, in fact. And I, I actually really quite like it. Um, I didn't think when I read about when they mentioned journaling and some of these like uh, videos, I was like, why journaling? I don't get it. But it seems it's helpful because it helps you get things out in a way that is, I don't know, for me, otherwise wasn't really flowing or I don't feel as trapped by them. You know, like I'll put these things out and it'll be really helpful to like just write something down and then see it on the paper oh that's why this sounds so weird i didn't have my headphones plugged in i'm a stupid asshole i'm like why does this sound so weird there we go much better much much better um yeah so it's i don't know i find i find it really helpful i find it to be very productive like if something creative or even just something personal like I'll, i write it down and then you have to reflect on it right because it's your thoughts it's your your inner truth my truth and um, I don't know. It's been pretty good for me. It's like I said, it's not something that I've been 100% consistent with, but it's like when I've done it, it's helpful. It gives me direction. Another thing, though, is you kind of have to live up to it, which is one of those things I'm not that great at doing. Just not all that great at doing, but it's, um, it's motivating. You know, it's clarifying. Like I've been recently kind of having, having trouble with the, uh, the direction of the channel. You know, I pretty much started it or it became whining about content and I just don't have that in me anymore you know I'll leave that to the experts I'll uh, talk about it here and there but it's not I can't make it the main focus of what I do it's too stressful for me I don't handle it well um, I think and one of the things there's like wisdom out there but one of the things they say like in recovery is uh, anger is better left to those who can handle it and I just I can't always handle it it just makes me upset I'm not and I don't want to just invest energy in things that make me upset that are not all, you know, ultimately not all that productive. However, our first story is very much that. <laughs> our first story is very much that. And I did want to talk about this because I saw it on several out, uh, several sources. And uh, it's pretty disappointing. This one is pretty disappointing. It shouldn't come as a surprise. I mean, you know, we live in this world, um, you know, right now where it's uh, verboten. To not play the game at least a little bit, at least a little. You got to dip your toe in some of that, otherwise, you know, it just you you won't work, or they won't get, it won't get made, or I don't know. Maybe they're all just soft ass pussies with no principles who let people push them around, let the girls in their life tell them how to think. I don't know, but it does seem to be pretty universal. Uh, and it seems like the most recent victim is Rockstar Games. Rockstar Games. What are the best? <clears throat> the writing in those games, especially like the 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 commentary, the political commentary is amazing. They would just take shots at literally everybody. They had no side. There was no politics. It was all just the whole world is ripe for comedy, and they would harvest it. I can't believe it. So I think I have a few articles here. I have one from Bowding in the Comics, and I have one from Bloomberg. Uh, both talking about Grand Theft Auto 6. So let's, uh, it's an interesting story. I'll start with Bloomberg, but it's an interesting story because people have been bitching and moaning that there has not been a, uh, a Grand Theft Auto 6, right? That they were just going right with, they were launching the new PS5 with Grand Theft Auto 5 and just the online stuff that they weren't developing the game. Well, it certainly seems 
like uh, this is coming out. And oh, my God, I'm cringing so hard. Bloomberg U.S. edition has a under their technology tab. They have a technology and equality sub tab. Oh, God. Are there so many? There's so many stories. That's such an important part of what you do. You have to have your own sub tab for technology and equality. Oh, my God. And you don't even mean equality. You mean equity, by the way. Equality, it's already equal. Make something good. Oh. See, it's just it's almost too upsetting to talk about. I don't know. Rockstar Games cleaned up its frat boy culture. Right there. It's like they're one of the most successful game companies in history, right? So it's like, what was the problem? Was it the problem that people liked the, the stuff they were putting out? Is that a problem? It wasn't politically correct enough. It didn't have the right opinions. I guess that does make sense, right? Politically correct. Yes, correct. Have the correct ideas. Um, it's, it's, the implication there is obnoxious to begin with. And Grand Theft Auto 2. Well, I guess it's going to suck. With a new tone at the company and a change in creative direction, GTA 6 will probably feel very different from its predecessor. That's great. I think that's a positive move. Why wouldn't you want to change one of the most successful video game franchises in history? It's been hugely successful and beloved. By all means, let's just overhaul it. Let's change everything about it that made it good. That'll be, that'll work, right? People will love that, especially gamers. They love when you inject identity politics into their video games. They love it. It's their favorite thing about playing video games. Oh, my God. In the summer of 2020, after, oh, God, after a police officer killed George Floyd, it did. he didn't. He didn't. George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose, okay? I'm tired of this. Right off the bat, you're lying. Rockstar Games quietly shelved a mode of play it had planned to release for its Grand Theft Auto Online game called Cops and Crooks. The mode with a twist on the children's game where players organize into teams of good guys and bad guys, but seemed especially tone deaf. <laughs> I bet this guy is just a huge GTA fan. He probably has racked up so much money and points in the online version. He's just obsessed. This is such a big part of his life. Douchebag. Especially tone deaf during the global reckoning over police violence. Senior executives at the company concerned about how the narrative might be interpreted during a time of heightened skepticism and mistrust of American police put it aside. Yeah, obviously. Be like, yeah, it's not really the best time for us to glorify this thing. Let's maybe, eh, let me put this one aside. They still haven't made plans to bring it back, according to people familiar with development, duh. Because they would just get crushed on. God, see, this is, I can't. I don't have the strength to read through this crap. This was one of several politically sensitive actions at Rockstar, blah, blah, blah. Get to the point. All right. Everything we know about the next installment of Grand Theft Auto. That's what I wanted. I see what they did here. Okay. They they lured you in. The, the title on, that was tw trending on Twitter said about how the game is going to be different. And then this is actually just about, this article is about the culture at Rockstar. If you want to read about the new game, you got to sign up for Bloomberg. You sneaky little bastards. Well, lucky for me, I have more than one news outlet. And let's go to it. I want to hear what Bounding's got to say about it. Hail Bounding in the comics. All right. Sources claim Rockstar Games plans to introduce female protagonists and neuter offensive content that, quote, punches down. 
I tried to hold back on the fact that it's going to be a female, be like, because you know, it doesn't automatically mean bad. But nowadays, we know that it does. We know that it does. What's it? it just give me an example recently where it worked. Give me one. It didn't. Uh, that punches down. That's that's really the line that's uh, very indicative because that that's a. I first heard that in an acting class, and this girl said it, you know, very smugly. We want to make sure we're not punching down. And I was just like, where did that come from? What does that mean? And then it was just like, you know, basically, we want to make sure our comedy's woke. We only want to attack the appropriate, the the, the validated, you know, has the checkbox. It's okay. This is, this is the circle of people you can make fun of. Here's the circle of people you can't make fun of. Yeah, that's what punching down means. Sources claim that Grand Theft Auto 6 will have a female protagonist. Less con- less content less content that could be deemed, quote, punching down in a kinder and less intensive work environment at, at Rockstar Games. Bloomberg, this is the article, reports, people familiar with the development uh, have already begun trying to, trying to dome down. Done down? Is that supposed to be dumbed down? Probably trying to dumb down content that could be deemed offensive as early as 2020. After the death of George Floyd, they talk about the cops and robbers thing not being there. Uh, Oh, that's right. Yes. Rockstar Games had also censored allegedly transphobic content from their latest release of the console of Grand Theft Auto V. Right. We can't make fun of those people because that's punching down, according to them. Even though if you misgender someone on Twitter, banned. Yeah, they have no social power or capital. You're right. Good call. Uh, significantly narrowed the gender pay gap. Bloomberg then, with surprisingly little fanfare, reveals the claim that Grand Theft Auto 6 will have a series-first playable female protagonist, according to people familiar with the game. As per the source, there will be a pair of protagonists influenced by the Wild West Bonnie and Clyde. They will, there will be a pair... They will be a pair of bank robbers, and we assume lovers, if the influence holds up, the woman being Latina. I mean... It, look, if Rockstar was allowed to be Rockstar as they wrote that, I don't think I'd have any issue with it. That's not a big deal. Like, if it's Rockstar doing it, I'm sure it would be funny. I'm sure it would be cool. I'm sure it would kick ass. I wouldn't care. But it sounds like it's going to be a neutered Rockstar. It doesn't sound like it's going to be a real version. If they're concerned with punching down, how good could it really be? Rockstar Games also may be trying not to punch down punched down with jokes about marginalized groups, the source claims, in contrast to prior games. While prior titles had seemingly mocked American society as a whole, which they had, with no holes barred against any group, the outlet notes how Grand Theft Auto V's tone was a mirror to the behavior of Rockstar Games employees. Sources claim the company has a workplace culture full of drinking and brawling and excursions to strip clubs. Not strip clubs. I thought sex work was real work. They sound pretty woke to me. If they're supporting women in the sex work industry... What's wrong with that? Are you saying there's something wrong with attending strip clubs? Worse yet, are you saying there's something wrong with strippers? Wow. I did not know you were so... uh, What would they say? I don't know. Who cares? Obviously, you get the point. As described by Bloomberg, also crunch and long hours. The the latter allegedly saw employees working nights, weekends, and 100-hour weeks. That's a lot. Jeez. To meet development schedules, which employees spoke out against across 2018 and 2019. That is actually something I have heard about Rockstar over the past. Now, I don't know how true it is, but I've definitely heard over the years stories of people complaining. Like I'd heard, I guess, the voice actors from GTA 4 
I think it was four. Yeah. Um, were, you know, underpaid and overworked and this, that, and the other, because it's not really, like, protected by a union the way television and film is, where you, you know, have to be guaranteed a certain amount of money and so on. Um, I, I don't know. I can only, I can only, I can't even really speculate on that. I can just note that it has, I've heard that before about Rockstar, but if they're putting in 100-hour work weeks, that's pretty freaking serious, dude. That's wild. After this, Rockstar Games not only attempted to reinvent its workplace, but how it per- was perceived. According to one of only, tw- according to one, according to one of over twenty current and former employees who spoke to Bloomberg, the developer was a boys' club transformed into a real company. Uh, real companies are supposed to make money, and Rockstar made money. Real companies sounds like a woke company. I'm just interpreting there. I'm just reading into it, but that's what that sounds like. A boys club we know is bad. Any spaces where men collect, it, collect, very bad. They have to have a woman in there patrolling the conversation, making sure it doesn't get too toxic. So I think we might, you could potentially read into this and think that Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to suck. Grand Theft Auto 6 has a slower development, allegedly starting in some capacity in 2014. While hindered by the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdown orders, delays were partly due to the new changes aiming to improve conditions at the company. These include restructuring the design department and keeping overtime at a reasonable level with more producers to monitor schedules. So, I mean, I don't have a problem with any of that. I mean, if the people there are being, like, worked to the bone and they're like, yeah, let's make it a little bit more reasonable... I think that's fine. Contractors became full-time employees with abusive managers allegedly being given the boot. Employees had care packages across the pandemic and also have been giving mental health and leave benefits. Look, I don't care. That all sounds good. I think that's all fine. I mean, I don't, you know, I'd have to know more about it to, to have a really informed opinion. But just the, the way that's phrased, I think it's okay. The new flex time policy even allows employees to take immediate to immediately take time off for every hour worked. Over the past four years, management has reassured excessive overtime wouldn't be needed for Grand Theft Auto 6's development. Another source told Bloomberg that the dramatic changes to Rockstar's work culture could not only help with the retaining and attracting staff, but also make games better for everyone working on them. Okay, I mean, it just sounds like a happier and healthier Rockstar. That's great. What about the woke game? I need to know. While sources say morale has allegedly been the highest it's ever been, some aren't sure. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Man, so many articles are just filled with absolutely nothing interesting, right? It's like the headline is, what's the headline? It's going to be a female protagonist, a a neuter offensive content that punches down. And then the article is nothing about that. It's all about the workplace at at Rockstar. It's like, okay, but that's, talk about the thing that's in the headline, man. That's what I want to know about. Uh, All right. I guess there's not that much there. I'll keep an eye on it. I'll keep an eye on whether the new GTA 6 is going to suck. That's uh, pretty pretty disappointing to me that um, that might be the case. Those GTA games are great. I mean, I thought GTA 5 was one of the best I ever played. I mean, they fixed so many of the things that made those other games, like, difficult and tedious to play. Like, I felt – I think it was, like, back in 4 – you know, the, if you didn't finish the mission, like if you didn't on the first go, you had to start the whole mission over. And some of them were like long and complex. And not, I never even finished a GTA game up until five because it's just a pain in the ass after a while. You're like, all right, you know, I don't even care. This isn't that much fun. But then GTA five fixed that where you could there were like checkpoints and you get to a certain point. So you could redo it. You know, you can finish the mission and it'd be fun and not just a chore. 
And none of those stupid, there were some helicopter missions. I never liked playing the helicopters. Always a pain in the ass. But even this was like, okay, it was manageable. But the game was so fun. It was so funny and the kick ass and the characters were great. And there's just so much. The missions were really fun. It's a shame that if the new GTA 6 is going to suck, I'd be, uh, I'd be disappointed. I don't know. I mean, Rockstar's still Rockstar. So they made Red Dead 2 recently and that kicked ass. I guess that really wasn't all that recent, but it was an amazing game. One of the best narratives in a video game I've ever experienced. Like genuinely it was getting choked up at the end. Is you follow this character's journey and it's, it's immense, and the, the writing is so good, and the voice acting is spectacular, and it's beautiful. It's almost making me want to go back and play it. Like, it was such a good game. I can't oversell Red Dead 2 enough. So they did make that, and they made GTA 5, so who knows? Maybe, you know, like I was talking to Vidge about it the other day. It's like even, even PragerU has got uh, strong female leads in their videos. Uh, tend to be pretty based, but... I get. I don't know. It's a time time of women in everything. I guess. I, I don't know. It's it's pretty draining. But I guess if you're gonna put out something in this day and age that's a giant property or whatever, it's gonna have some fucking chicks in it, and they're they're gonna be they're gonna be in the lead. Like, it's inherently not a bad thing. Like, no one ever really had a problem with that. Like, they they talk about oh they're misogynists and this that and the other, and it's like. Were there just scores of misogynists around the original Terminator franchise? Scores of misogynists around aliens? I don't think so, man. I think you're just making that up because you are pushing a narrative, pushing an agenda. But far be it for me to uh, point that out because I'm a cis white male with all the privilege in the world. Um, speaking of, speaking of Terminator, actually, this is relatively interesting. Uh, so I haven't, I didn't see it, but I'm sure you all know about, uh, Terminator Dark Fate, I imagine. It was a pretty, uh, pretty unsuccessful Terminator sequel. Flopped pretty hard. Fans hated it. They killed off John Connor in, like, the first few seconds. It was implied that maybe Arnold, uh, the Ar Arnold Terminator was gay. I think it was, like, very subtle, but it was, like, a, you know, an interior designer or something like that. Or it had something to do with, like, curtains or, like... What's that about? I didn't see it. I just watched all the great content, watched all the great reviews on it. Um, but apparently, the director, Tim Miller, who did Deadpool, which was awesome, uh, he says he admits the film was a mistake. Now, I haven't read this article, but I'm curious to hear what he's got to say about that. Um, he did previously call fans closeted misogynists. Which is like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're, we're closeted misogynists. We just want good content. How horrific the same thing as a guy who beats his wife exact same person uh, I, I want a good terminator movie what do you hate women what it's why those things used to work because they there's they are so psychotic when they get thrown at people you're like whoa what are you talking about i'm not a misogynist i don't hate women i just want the good a good movie i want good star wars i want good terminator like oh my god would you get with this guy would you go on you, you racist like, what what are you talking about Tim Miller regrets making Terminator Dark Fate as much as fans regret that it was made. Interesting. Speaking about it in a recent interview, he says he was wrong and that the film was a bad eureka moment. Okay. Um, I went down with the rock-hard nerd belief that I had made a good movie that I wanted to see. Ugh, I don't like all these videos popping all over my screen. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Fuck you. Thank you. 
Oy. Um, it would do well, and I was wrong. He said via de deadline of his judgment at the time, it was one of those fucking eureka moments in a bad way because the movie tanked. Well, that doesn't mean... It says he thought it would do well. I was wrong. That's not the same thing as saying the movie sucked. He's just like, it, it was made poorly. That doesn't mean... I mean, it performed poorly. That doesn't mean he, he agrees the movie's bad. Miller added, Terminator's an interesting movie to explore, but maybe we... We, we've explored it enough. <laughs> Most fans would agree with that summation if they break it all down and look at the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Dark Fate premiered in the fall of 2019 with the hope the third time after Genesis and Salvation rebooting the series would, was to be the charm. Series creator James Cameron returned to produce, and both Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda, ha Linda Hamilton reprising their roles of the T-800 and Sarah Connor. However... It became clear Miller and company were hitting a creative dead end by rehashing the same story for the first two movies and worse, killing off humanity's only hope, John Connor, to make way for a petite female protagonist to become the hero and the new leader of the resistance again against the replacement for Skynet Legion. Uh, this is like, yeah, like going back to the Grand Theft Auto thing, it's like this is why it's a bad sign. Every time they do this, every time they sacrifice the hero who already existed uh, for a female representation, it sucks. It happens so many times, time and time and time again. It just becomes boring. And it's, it's really, it really just is there because the people who have the same political identity are like, that's what has to happen. doesn't matter if it makes the property good. doesn't matter if fans want to see it. It, it. it aligns with my political agenda. Therefore, it must be boring. So boring. But those people are, I don't even know why they're in content. I really don't. They should all be in government. Because they just want to turn everything into propaganda. It's like, is that what motivates you? Like, I just couldn't imagine being that fired up. I guess I am kind of fired up about it, but I still don't, I don't, I still don't want to change the world to my vision. I just want you to stop fucking with things that I love or create something interesting. That's it. And then I'm going to come on here and bitch about it. Like, that's all. I, I don't genuinely just can't see why that would be so motivating to so many people <sighs> this change wasn't well received well and failed reset made only i don't like the way this guy writes it's not intuitive at all every time i think i, I can read that i could follow the sentence i don't this change wasn't received well, and the failed reset made only $62 million in North America and $261 million worldwide. Well, that is not much. Any plans for further sequels were then scuttled. When it was pointed out that the gross is still close to the $300 million mark, Miller responded, then why aren't people returning my phone calls? Terminator Dark Fate may have jeopardized the director's career, but despite that, admitting to an error and saying the series is played out, Miller still thinks another installment is possible, perhaps an animation film with a smaller budget. This guy didn't learn shit. He didn't learn a goddamn thing. They're giving him way too much credit. You're not, you're not understanding. He, he's not getting that the problem was uh, we made it focus more on agenda. I took all the notes from the female executives who are full of shit and made this amazing male franchise into hot garbage. He didn't learn. He, didn't, he said may, like, the only thing he's thinking is maybe we've milked it a little bit too far. Not maybe corrupting it to its core was the problem. And he said he was only wrong about whether it was going to be successful, not how they made it. That's the issue. And he didn't learn a goddamn thing. If you think it, if you, th 
I think if you make a lower-cost Terminator movie, a good director and movie star could make it great. It could be made with sock puppets, and it would be awesome. I'd like to do a Terminator CG. I mean, for crying out loud. Crying out loud. This guy didn't learn a damn thing. I mean, this... this uh, Miller previously blamed go, Get Woke, Go Broke sentiment on the film's failure. He told Kim Masters on the Business with Kim Masters podcast, there's a lot of Get Woke, Go Broke sentiment that didn't help us out. Okay, right. They're saying um, everybody... So it's not... It's not the people who are creating the thing that are political activists. It's all the fans independently are coordinated somehow to uh, not see woke stuff. They've all we've all got together in our little whisper networks on Facebook and somehow millions, tens of millions of Americans are all on the same exact page. And then we all act accordingly. It's not just uh, people don't find it interesting. It's that we're coordinated. We're all behind a flag. Nothing. You guys are not on board with a political agenda. It's us. We're the ones with the problem. Way to go, Timmy. When asked to explain, he said there was a lot of issues about having three women in lead positions and all that stuff. There's quite a quite a toxic atmosphere around this film online, which I was really surprised at. I shouldn't be, but I, but I was. See, he didn't learn anything. It's still the fans' fault. It's still, oh, it's all the women. Ooh. It's like Linda Hamilton is the star of Terminator. We don't have a problem with that. We don't care. You killed John Connor. Then you just remade Terminator with like a different AI thing. And then you're like, this girl is the savior. It's like, really? You don't see that. It's not like if you made something independent that was Terminator-ish, okay, with a female, whatever. Like no one's going to have a problem with it. But it's, it's... it's like it's like asinine to even mention it now. Like I feel I feel like really how how many properties are there that have had their hero knocked off for a bullshit empty just female version and it's they're never well written. They're never interesting characters. They don't even they generally don't have an arc. They're just women and that's good enough. It's like why yeah, why wouldn't the fans embrace that? Why wouldn't we all just be falling all over ourselves? Cuz that's what we loved about Linda Hamilton in Terminator, she was an empty vessel. Unreal. Unreal, man. How do these people rise to these positions? They, they Honestly, I don't feel like they know anything about making movies or fans or anything. When Masters posited the fans are lying in wait to pounce on directors and creators because they know what they don't want, Miller concurred, telling her, yeah, and unfortunately, I think it's a small minority. But it's a very vocal minority, and they make a lot of noise, and it's hard, you know? I don't dwell online on negativity, but it's human nature to read a little bit. Hilarious. I saw someone, this was a comment on one of Gary, uh, Gary from Nerdrotics videos. It wasn't Gary himself. It was a, just a fan. And he said uh, about how this exact sentiment, right, how people say, oh, it's a very vocal and small minority. It's like, do you mean the people on Twitter that you acquiesce to? Those people? Like, they are very much a small, very loud minority. But because you pretty much align with them politically, you acquiesce to them. But this loud, it's like, what, what minority, dude? How could it be a minority? No one went to see your movie. That's a majority, my friend. The majority of people were not interested in your garbage. It's got nothing to do with a local, like what, what like people watch like uh, Dictor Von Doomcock and then they don't go see Dark Fate. Is that what you're telling me happens? Really? Shut up, man. Fucking learn your lesson, dude. People don't want this garbage. How hard is it to figure out? Like, is it really all that confusing? Like, for the majority of the history of Hollywood, 
it was story first. You tried to make the best story you could, right? And there were all these successes. And now you have like what, what, what could be the death of scripted content, of Hollywood, of television, and you're just like, I don't know, what changed? It's like, really? You have no idea what changed. You couldn't, gun to your head, you couldn't pinpoint the difference? Really? It's pretty clear from where I'm sitting. I don't know how you don't understand it. It's like you go in there with a bullshit agenda, and then people don't like it, and you're like, I guess they're all misogynists. It's like, yeah, or you put your agenda into somewhere where it didn't belong and no one's interested, dude. Oh, my God. I don't even know why I bother. I don't even know why I bother. You know, it's honestly just, like, upsetting. It's just upsetting to go through this type of stuff. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how much more I can really do it. It's like, I, I don't I don't know. I, I guess I don't get anything out of it. You know what I mean? Like, I really value the people who who lead this charge man i really genuinely do I, I think they do good stuff and i like still checking them out but i guess when i do it like i end up feeling worse you know i i don't feel enriched by getting into this it doesn't it doesn't make me feel better you know it used to it used to you know it was fun at first it was it was cool to get out there and just really like trash on, on like the content and the creators and stuff but it's 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 draining and i like like right now i just don't i don't feel enthusiastic i don't feel like positive about this i i feel like it's it's hard for me to like spin it into something that's like constructive or entertaining i'm just like god you know just i don't know you know it, it's it's funny like some people have like kind of called me out for uh not fighting the culture war but it, you know what man i i don't i just don't know that i can do it i just don't know that i can honestly in good faith you know like cover stuff like this and and, and produce anything out of it that's valuable you know yeah i can get mad about it who's that helpful for is it entertaining for you to watch me get mad about something i mean I, maybe it is i i doubt it though like i like I like the way like other guys do it because of the way they spin it, you know, the way the way they they twist it around and then it becomes funny and it makes them look foolish. I don't know that that's my thing, you know, maybe I could work on it. Maybe I can come up with new ways to tackle this stuff because I don't think it's going away. But honestly, just to just to cover it on a solo show like this, I, I don't know. It's not I don't think it's doing me any favors. I don't think it's doing you any favors. I don't really know if it's the kind of thing that I can really continue to do. You know, culture crime fighters, you know, I could probably talk about it with Vidge. could try to make him laugh through it, you know, therefore make you guys laugh. But uh, for me, just covering it solo, I don't know, you know. I, I just I just don't know if – I just don't see the, the reason to keep it up. doesn't make me feel good. I don't really think I'm doing anything interesting. I just, I, I just feel like I just want to quit. I just want to stop. You know, not not creating content. But I just don't. I just don't want this fight anymore. You know, I I don't. This isn't making me feel good. I feel just meh, beat up. And you know, I'm very grateful for everyone who shows up. Don't get me wrong, I am. But it's not like I'm a hugely successful channel. And uh, I don't even know if I'm on the rise because I just continue. I feel like I've been holding for a long time. That doesn't mean there aren't a lot of people here checking me out. And I and I'm grateful for all of you. But I'm not like 
monetizing this uh, this sort of war, right? This battle. I'm not getting anything out of it, you know? Like a few super chats here and there. Don't get me wrong. Once again, gratitude. Very grateful. It's not paying my bills. It's not It's not how I, I don't make a living on it. It's, it's, it's nice to get on the side, but I... You know, there are these other channels, that's what they do. You know, that's how they make their living. That's the niche that they have carved out for themselves in the world. And I'm very grateful to know them and grateful for them to keep it up. They seem very happy. They seem well-adjusted. I, this isn't working for me. I don't know that I can continue to do it. Um, I got to figure out another way to uh, communicate to the world. I, 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 don't, I don't think I'm the guy to uh, find the articles that are frustrating, to watch the content that sucks and uh, address the creators. You know, I could probably do reviews on things and kind of point out why they suck. Uh, but uh, nah, I don't know. It's been too, too, too many years of it. Too many things that I've loved and uh, the industry that I, I wanted to be a part of. And it's, it's all just too much. And I've really been I've been turning away from it, and I and I, it's it's been okay, you know. I'll catch something new here and there. I'll catch like uh, like I watched the Gray Man, which we reviewed on the Cocktail Lounge, and that was pretty cool. Um, I watched Terminal List, which was really good. Had a blast watching that show, you know. Um, but um, I I don't I don't know how how much of uh, I I think I need to just you know give my walking papers to the culture war. I just don't think I can uh, fight any longer not that i don't believe in the fight i do but i don't i just don't believe in the the shooting any longer you know i'm just gonna leave that to the guys who are gonna do it and i'll support financially i'll be like the u.s with ukraine you know money no troops um i'm just not i'm just not getting anything out of it any longer you know i gotta uh i got I, I, I gotta get out i gotta I got to move on, man. I have to. This shit is not, not good for me. And if it's not good for me, how could it be good for you? If I'm miserable, how is that entertaining? You know? I, like, it's not like the tortured artist thing, right? Where I'm just like, oh, you know, I, when as soon as, like the sad clown, as soon as I get off stage, I'm, uh, I'm, oh, I'm all depressed again. But I'm making you laugh. Hey. That's not what's uh, going on here right now. It's, it was a struggle for me to get through both of those. It didn't make me feel good. I don't feel like I even was all that entertaining giving it to you. There's something to be said for the group streams or maybe an individual video. But moving forward with the MFR Cocktail Lounge, I got to uh, I gotta find something else to talk about, man. I got to. I can't just find Culture War stuff and then be like, hey, this idiot said something stupid and I'm mad about it. I really, I really... Maybe it's just because, uh, you know, I'm going through a weird time right now. I'm just kind of burnt out, and this is just sending me further along. But I'm just not oh, – I just do not feel good right now doing this. And it, that's not the point, right? This is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be a good time. And if this is the result, then what the fuck's the point? You know, who am I helping? What's the, what's the, what's the value in this? You know, there's already enough good voices out there who are leading the charge – who, who do monetize it, who do make a living on it, which is good. They should. That's what we should get. Those guys should, should make a mockery of all this bad content 
and create, you know, big empire channels and bring on guests where they, uh, you know, have this like strong opinions as well. And, you know, a, a counter. I just don't think I'm that. I just don't think I'm that, you know, I will support all of those people, but I'm just realizing it right now as I'm doing this. I just don't think that that's who I am anymore. Um, I, it's not, it's not serving me. I'm not happy, not happy doing it. <laughs> See, this is funny right here. This is making me laugh. And this, this I'd like to cover because it's just, it's, this is funny. The U.S. becomes global monkeypox capital as record-breaking 1,048 diagnoses brings total cases to 4,639, overtaking Spanish count of 3,738 infections. See, just this whole story is funny. Monkeypox, <laughs> just that it's just that it's monkeypox is funny, uh, and that is supposed to be like this serious pandemic, but it's like mostly grows from gay men having orgies and anonymous sex and they're like it's super serious it's what are we gonna do it's a real problem it's like i mean just stop fucking for like two weeks and it'll be totally fine like that never even comes up it's never even one of their suggested topics like for covid they shut the fucking world down for like two years forced you to medicate uh you know to like Closed all these businesses, like changed life as as far as we know it. it. Destroyed the economy. So many things. All these measures. Well, gay guys, they will not say, "Hey, just stop having sex for a little while." <laughs> that is so far from one of their suggestions. <laughs> really? Is it that much of an inconvenience? There have been uh multiple stretches in my life where i went longer than two weeks having sex i'm on one right now and it i'll tell you it's not awesome but i'm here i'm surviving i made it through guys like could you just just how about just no orgies you know what i mean how about just no anonymous sex for a little while just like people you know who are, who you're sure are clean like does is that so much to ask <laughs> oh my god but it's spreading it's it's going and it's just n nothing from any of these health organizations saying uh saying as much which is really really funny god this thing in my fucking eye is driving me crazy now that's something i could get mad about one of my eyelashes just like turns in on the bottom there and just like keeps poking me in the eye it's so frustrating so every time i like blink it's and i'm just like my eyelashes are, are torturing me my body is turning against me guys this is unacceptable I need to be alive and I need my eyes to work. Ugh, ugh, how annoying. Just because there's constantly something in my eye. It's like, is it Luke hair? Ugh, boys, I'm falling apart. And ladies, I'm falling apart. I'm falling apart, my place. All right, monkeypox. Is it, is, it, is it okay to say that monkeypox is a gay disease? Now, I know when it came to AIDS, that was very, very off the table. Very verboten to say that. Is it okay when it comes to monkeypox? Uh, even though it's like kind of exclusively with gay men, is that still bad to say so? I really, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. I need someone to tell me. Then I need to know who to apologize to. And then I need to know how to deplatform myself. Because I said the wrong thing. Um, stop the pox. Yeah, you guys have the power. You guys are the ones who can stop it. Stop fucking for a little while. Just do more. No, just stop fucking. It's it's a communicable disease, communicable disease in which skin contact spreads it. 
They're like, government needs to do more. It's like, you are literally the only ones who can stop it. Just stop banging for a little while. And if you're going to bang, make sure that you, whomever you're banging is either vaccinated or, you know, hasn't been around anyone. That's like, how hard is it? Really? America's response to monkeypox was slammed for being too slow to roll out tests and vaccinations. First of all, we're talking about 4,000 cases out of a country of 350 million. It's not exactly a pandemic, but uh, it's especially to gay or bisexual men uh, where most cases are being recorded. It's like, dude, yeah, just stop fucking for a little while. Just a little while. Just do what straight men do and jerk off. <laughs> We don't have the luxury to bang whatever we want in, in like all these orgies and all these different people and strangers. Are you kidding me? If most men in, get 30 sexual partners in a lifetime, it's a, it's great. It's not, you know, we like suffer, just suffer, dude. Just, just deal with it, man. Just like stop banging for like a little while. It's not even that long, a few weeks or like, have par sexual partners you know. <laughs> Is it that? Are we really asking that much of the gay community? They're like, we need more vaccines and more tests. It's like, could you stop fucking? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, that's, what do you, come on. That's insane. What kind of a question is that? <laughs> oh, this one, uh, it's just funny. It's just a funny thing that like, it's a, it's, it's, it's in the gay community. It's called monkeypox, which is, that's just, in, uh, inherently hilarious and that it, it comes from banging and like no one's suggestion is to stop banging that's not coming from any outs outlet <laughs> i mean matt from foul ball productions is suggesting it but we all know me to be a uh, a bigot a hateful bigot who doesn't have the right opinions and will not go along with the narrative he should be unpersoned for thinking wrong thinking wrong so this is kind of a weird one and then i'm gonna wrap it up um you i'm sure you've heard about the britney griner situation in russia right the the woman who hated america and protested it and then got locked up overseas which is kind of sweet right that's pretty funny you know like she's just like this is the worst country in the world and then she's like well okay i might have been wrong <laughs> second worst but maybe not the worst maybe russia's worse and she's stuck over there which does suck i mean it's ridiculous that a person in 2022 would be I don't care what country put in jail for an extended period of time for marijuana. I mean, look, dumb of you to bring it to Russia, certainly, especially if it's incredibly illegal. It's definitely on you. Um, but she's been over there for kind of a long time, which and she's facing like serious prison time in a Russian prison. I'm pretty sure Russian prisons are I would imagine they're significantly worse than American prisons, which are. No cakewalk from everything I've heard. Uh, so she's been over there for a while. But I guess the Biden administration uh, managed to get her out. Uh, and I guess basketball player equates with arms dealer um, because Biden offers Putin Russian arms dealer dubbed Merchant of Death, who is serving 25 years in U.S. prison for Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan in prisoner swap. So now I'm not entirely sure, but I think this Merchant of Death guy was the one from uh, that movie, Lord of War. Yeah. He's been dubbed Merchant of Death and was behind the inspiration for Nicolas Cage's character in twenty in the 2005 film Lord of War, which is actually a pretty pretty good movie. I like Lord of War. Uh, and is, is uh, behind bars on arms trafficking charges. The Biden administration has offered for exchange a Russian arms dealer serving 25 years in a U.S. prison uh, for WNBA star Brittany Griner and Marine veteran Paul Whelan in a historical prison swap. That's pretty weird, eh? 
The former Soviet, Soviet officer, 55, illegally sold 700 surface-to-air missiles, thousands of guns, high-tech helicopters, and planes fitted with grenade launchers, and counted, and counted the Taliban, Muammar Gaddafi, and Liber Liberian dictator Charles Taylor as his clients. Dude, <laughs> this guy sold surface-to-air missiles. This chick smoked pot. <laughs> and, like, Putin's like, fair is fair. <laughs> what? Griner has been detained in, a Russian, in Russia since she allegedly smuggled vape cartridges containing cannabis oil through a Moscow airport in February. In February. Dude, that's a long time to be sitting in a Russian prison. And Whelan has been accused of spying. Uh, Biden has been under pressure from the families to have them both released as Vladimir Putin continues his rampage across Ukraine. That's interesting, right? He's got time to worry about this, you know? But he still managed to make it work. Got the Russians arm. You know what? He probably needs that Russian arms dealer right now. Right? With this war in Ukraine, he's probably like, hmm, hmm. All right. You know, the girl who smokes pot for uh, the Lord of Death. <laughs> Can I have the Merchant of Death for this uh, goofy basketball player? And Biden's like, yeah, sure, man. Sounds good to me. Well, why not? Why not give what we consider our, our enemy right now? We're, we're financially supporting your enemy. Uh, and then we're going to give you the guy who can get you the weapons to continue that war. What's going on? <laughs> it seems like it might be advantageous to Putin, right? When we get our basketball player back. Not that I think she should stay there, but in a time of war, who's benefiting more? Uh, I guess it's good we're getting that Marine back, too, because he's a spy. But that is a pretty weird one. That's a strange one to me, man. We're going to give him the arms dealer, the merchant of death for uh the merchant of weed that's not a very good joke but uh it doesn't really seem like an even trade to me yeah the guy looks like he's been keeping in shape prison's been okay to him he does look russian as hell though with that mustache eh that's my impression barefoot oh, that's gotta suck um okay well way to go I don't know. That's a weird one, man. That is a weird, weird story to me. I feel I feel bad for her, but, you know, I don't know if giving uh He's been there for two years. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if giving Russia, who's in the middle of a war with Ukraine, many people claim is illegal, uh, the guy who can get them more weapons. I just feel like maybe that's not the move, dude. I don't know. But uh, I guess the conspiracy theorists would say they'd want to drag out the war. They want to keep it going to make some of that cash, some of that good war money. War money is good money, man. That's where the big bucks are. You want to make some money in this world? You start a third third world war? Ha! Making bank for the rest of your life. You make Jeff Bezos blush. Eh. All right, that's going to do it for me, guys. Thank you so much for watching this show. Uh, I appreciate you going with me on this weird emotional journey. Uh, like I said, I don't know how much more culture war content I can really stomach. Uh, I could probably do it on the other streams, probably culture crime fighters and the MF or cocktail lounge. Cause we could have a good time with it. But me by myself, I'm not having a good time with it. So if that's all you're here for, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I I'm going to have to be moving on. I, I can't, I just can't do it myself. Going to have to stop. Going to have to stop. But. I appreciate your support very much in watching the show. Um, please press like, subscribe, share the video if you think anyone might find this uh, madness, this chaotic podcast interesting. And I really appreciate you watching. You have a wonderful, wonderful day. Toodaloo.